0: Hello everyone, my name is Eric.
1: My name is Nick.
0: Today we're going to kind of preview the upcoming Cincinnati Bengals season. So, let's talk about the roster and the depth chart. Nick, what do you think about the final roster and depth chart that's been set for the season?
1: Yeah, I think we're uh, we're a little light on some areas. Yeah. Uh, most notably the offensive line that worries me a lot, uh, going in with only three tackles. Yeah, it's
0: scary when you look at the depth chart and you have one dude in three different spots... And then didn't they uh then they only keep a total of uh eight total linemen, offensive linemen?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Weird weird choice for a team that has historically bad offensive line, especially especially recently.
1: Yeah, I mean everybody knew that was that's been our weakest point for a few years now and it's a place we really didn't beef up at all.
0: There was Whitworth left. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also surprised on the depth chart from the aspect of the offensive line because while they I mean they're getting back Jonah Williams from last year's injury they signed uh Xavier Sulafilo but other than that you know I would have expected a couple free agent players to come in and fill depth because look at some of the other spots they've got like seven wide receivers which is that's a lot to carry on for the team
1: yeah I'm surprised uh I'm surprised we kept that many but You know, we have the talent in that position.
0: Yeah, that's like our our most, like our best depth is wide receiver.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to choose, you know, get rid of uh, Erickson or Tate. I think that's probably what would have happened if they went with another lineman.
0: I think it would have been no shock that A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd were going to be on the roster. Uh, I think John Ross was probably penciled in. They're not going to get rid of T. Higgins.
1: Yeah, I think those four were solid.
0: Erickson's your return guy. Yeah, Erickson's your return guy. I don't think they were trying anybody else out. And Auden Tate's shown pretty good progression. And we, we like him a lot. But uh, he could have been cut. And they kept Mike Thomas, too, who was a unrestricted free agent.
1: Yeah, didn't he have history with uh, –
0: I want to say he played for the Rams at one point, which is where one guy comes from. Yeah, that's uh,
1: what I what thought. What's your head coach's name? Zach Taylor. Yeah, he has history know. with Zach Taylor.
0: <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. Uh, tight end was also a pretty de- I mean, they got plenty of options to throw the ball too, even using Mixon and Bernard out of the backfield, they still have. They got a lot of targets.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about uh tight end. Uh Uzama's a really good receiver, so
0: what do you think about the, the defensive side?
1: Uh defensive side we have problems. Uh Trey Wayne's obviously going going on IR. Mm.
0: Oh yeah, right off the bat. That was so weird with him throughout the entire like he signed Early out of uh out of the free agency period, and then like he had he hadn't like signed his the actual contract for some time, and then now he's hurt and he has a torn
1: pat. Yeah, and he's not he's not done for the year, but uh they're saying he's going to be out for a good majority of it.
0: Wasn't wasn't that the same injury that Willie Jackson had his first season?
1: I don't remember.
0: I want to say that it is. Uh, while we're on cornerbacks, let's talk about real quick. We're looking at the Bengals depth chart as it's presented on the team's website and usually in prior years you've had four d linemen three linebackers and then four defensive backs but this year uh it's a little bit different because they're showing the standard four linemen but they're only showing two linebackers and then three defensive backs which is interesting and it's a big talking point to kind of where the overall league is going and transitioning more to throwing the ball rather than running the
1: ball yeah we talked about this um in a previous episode, too, actually, about um, how we run more of a hybrid system now. Uh, we don't run a straight 4-3. Right. We,
0: we talked about last time, too, Sean – or one of the prior times with Sean Wayne playing some linebacker. Uh, so, I mean, he's listed as the second safety after we signed Von Bell, but I'm sure he'll get used in some sort of scheme play. It's not like he's sitting on the bench. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I understand. I understand the move – Towards that, it's a more hybrid system, more fluid. Um, you, you've got better tackling uh, cornerbacks in general as, like, the time has gone on. But it is still weird to see where, you know, two listed linebackers, which I guess we should talk about those two real quick because they've got starting Josh Bynes and Jermaine Pratt. Uh, both players, prior year experience, and the two rookies, and Wilson and Davis Gaither are both uh, the second string
1: right um i think the biggest surprise for me was uh gaither being ahead of evans on the depth chart
0: yeah evans is third yeah i guess he impressed in camp
1: yeah i think that's that was the there was a lot of hype around him when we drafted him so
0: same with wilson too yeah i've heard a lot of like non-bangles people give uh, praise to wilson
1: and marcus bailey got a lot of praise too so it sounds like you know we haven't seen any of them play obviously but it sounds like we've got a good young core at the linebacker position.
0: And we had mentioned previously about them having they've got a lot of players, but a lot of uncertainty where they're going to go. I think we're going to figure out a couple games in who's going to be the studs and who's going to, you know, who's going to see the majority of the playing time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I could see I could see Josh Bynes getting less and less playing time as the year goes on because we just have so many talented young guys.
0: I I going into the D-line no no surprise there. Humber, Atkins, Reader, and Dunlap, that's your four. No surprises there. Right. Um, so, I mean, even with the cornerback situation, I, safeties were locked in. Uh, I'm glad to see Darius Phillips as the second corner because I thought he played very well the last couple of
1: years. Yeah, we didn't really have anybody else that could play on the outside. so.
0: And then the new guy, Mackenzie Alexanders, is the cornerback slot. Or the nickel corner, I should say.
1: Yeah, that's what we got him for, the inside
0: other than the we talked about the injuries to trey waynes are there any other outstanding injuries that they have i guess we should check the injury report uh, is anybody else on ir
1: um not sure
0: there's that d tackle wren he's on ir and then the other two guys that opted out <laughs>
1: yeah opt tackle,
0: out. and which is pretty low i guess that's it i guess coming out of camp they didn't have that many injuries which is very good
1: well i mean we haven't had a preseason so
0: that's also true but it, it was so frustrating in prior years when they start camp and then all of a sudden, you know, last year A.J. Green got hurt first day of camp. A couple of years ago, Tyler Eifert was hurt coming out of camp. He had an injury coming from the Pro Bowl. And then there was a year Marvin Jones got hurt. And so it, it's nice to at least have a general roster set going into the year. It's not f- riddled with injuries. Eh,
1: well, we lost Trey Waynes. I think that's going to hurt us more than – more than anything, but I guess we'll see.
0: I I agree, but I I mean since it's the only one, that's not too bad. I guess we'll see. We'll talk a little bit more about injuries later. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I'm pretty surprised about. I'm surprised that they uh, they signed Brandon Allen to the practice squad. Why over Ryan Finley? Why? Because I I am a renowned I am a renowned Ryan Finley hater. so That <laughs> angers me on a personal level. But I thought Brandon Allen's got more general experience. Ryan Finley. Played awful last year. It makes me It makes me angry. I don't want to get on a rant here, but it makes me angry when I think about it. I, w- I wanted. I wanted. I wish I had started the trend like not my
1: quarterback. Oh my god! Came to Ryan
0: Finley. I know.
1: But it's not like Brandon Allen was lighting it up anywhere, anyways. I mean,
0: I know, but I don't like Ryan Finley at all. Uh, any other comments you got on the roster? I think we pretty much said everything we wanted to.
1: Uh, yeah, no, nothing too crazy.
0: I mean, I, I, overall, I think. There was no major surprises. There wasn't anything shocking. Uh, it wasn't like they made a big signing and they just let somebody go. Uh, I think the roster and depth chart is about what we expected. Other, I mean, we kind of touched on the the depth chart being a little bit different structure wise, but that was kind of expected. Um, but yeah, how do you think there's? How do you think their schedule is going to play out if you look at the. Uh, full 16 games i guess we should break down first we touched on it a little bit last time they're playing the afc uh south because they got jacksonville mm-hmm. got the colts they got the titans and they got the texans uh and then they also have on the nfc side they're playing the east which is the eagles giants cowboys and the washington football team
1: we, we, we're still getting used to yeah, that Yeah, we talked about that last time too
0: we did. We don't need to go into that again, but
1: I don't know. Seeing seeing our roster, I don't I don't really think my my projection has changed much from last episode.
0: Yeah. What do you What do you How many wins do you think they're going to get this year? I
1: don't know. What did I say last time? Like
0: I don't even remember. Did we even talk about it last? We time? We did,
1: because we looked at the the schedule.
0: Well, I, I recently wrote up an outcome. I would love to talk about that, um, in in game order. So the first day of the Chargers at home. What do you think so what do you, how do you think they're going to play?
1: I think we're going to lose that game.
0: <laughs> I also think we're going to lose that game.
1: Uh it'll it'll be good to see where we stand. I mean, that'll be a really good test to see how uh how ready Joe Burrow is.
0: Mhm. Which, which I guess we have not talked about Joe Burrow at all this entire episode, but everything I've seen and heard of him coming out of camp has been great. I haven't had a single complaint on what he's had to say or what he's done.
1: He's getting hyped up quite a bit in the media too, yeah, so he's...
0: He seems to be doing all the right things, saying all the right things. I mean, I don't know. It's we, we. Dalton was a good quarterback. Palmer had his moments, but this is the first time we've had a real hyped quarterback, I think. So
1: I think the Chargers is a good first team to play to as a test too. They have a pretty decent um, defensive unit. Um, they got Joey Bosa on the defensive end, and yeah, he's tough. Yeah. Nick Nick Vigil plays for them too. Oh, does he? Yeah. Ooh.
0: That'll be fun for him to come home. (laughs) Uh, I want to say I heard somewhere that the the Bengals are the only team that's starting a rookie quarterback, so I believe that means Tyrod Taylor is playing against, uh, starting for the Chargers, because I think that Hibbert is, I I would believe, second string. Herbert. Herbert, Hibbert, whatever. Tyrod Taylor has always given us trouble, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this one as well, because something we always struggle with, we talked about this so many times off the air, but mobile quarterbacks and, and running quarterbacks always give us trouble yeah he's old but he's still mobile All Right. yeah so i think we're both in agreement
1: and, and he's already had a season with the team so yeah. he he's gonna already be kind of comfortable with their system
0: uh i think we're both in agreement that one's a loss cleveland browns what do you think that's a that's a thursday nighter quick turnaround
1: I think we're going to lose that one, too. I think we're also going to (laughs) lose. The Browns, I don't think they have it all together, but they still have a really talented team, and I think it's going to be tough for us to contain them.
0: Yeah, I think even though, like, they had a very disappointing year last year, and now they have a new coach. I don't even know. Who's their coach now? Yeah, I have no idea. Head coach of the Browns is always, like, nobody. I think Hugh Jackson was probably the most high-profile name that they've had as a head coach in a while. They had – his name is Ken – Stefakansky, which is the first I've ever heard of this dude. Where did he come from? He was in Minnesota for the last, since going back to 2006, all over the Minnesota team for quite a while. Still a first time year coach, which they always seem to bust us up too.
1: yeah At least we don't have to worry about billing since he opted out.
0: Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, then we got, so I guess we're both in agreement that's a loss. And now they're, then they're playing at Philly. Uh, what do you think they're gonna do in Philly? Uh,
1: yeah, we're gonna get smashed by Philly.
0: I'm uh, in agreement too. Uh, who's their who's their starting quarterback?
1: Uh, Carson Wentz.
0: Oh, he's still their quarterback. I completely forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, I know that they. I don't know how I forgot, but I know that they drafted in the second round that Jalen Hurts from. He was the Alabama quarterback, and then he went to Oklahoma for a year. But
1: Hurts uh, is gonna be a project for them. I don't. He's not. He, I don't see him starting this season at all
0: you don't see him breaking up breaking out over uh over wins
1: no i mean i don't even think he's the second uh quarterback on the depth chart right now but yeah i think that's gonna be a really tough game for us if they stay healthy um obviously they were the first in the nfc east last year so
0: okay so we're both in agreement that's a loss and they have jacksonville what do you think about jackson
1: uh i think this is our first shot at winning something but i still don't think we're gonna win okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was optimistic
1: i mean gardner Minshew. i mean he had a he had a pretty good year last year
0: i i think it's the i think it, I out of the first four games i think that's the best chance to win the first game would be uh in jack for against jacksonville uh yeah gardner Minshew when he played us last year he didn't play too well but they still creamed it. i went to that game that was terrible
1: yeah he didn't play too well but he had a he had a good year overall i think and no, I think he's going to get stronger this year.
0: Yeah. He's kind of like Burrow in that they both have like super high confidence in themselves. Yeah. Okay. So we're both in agreement. That's a loss. And then they had, then they have at Baltimore. Uh, what do you think is going to happen at Baltimore?
1: I think Baltimore is also going to be a really bad loss.
0: We're going to get stomped. Yeah, I don't I don't think we need to talk any further about <laughs> that.
1: I just don't see any way we contain Lamar Jackson with our defense right now. Um, unless some of our younger linebackers uh, step it up, uh, I think we're still going to be a little slow. Yeah, he, he's
0: just too fast. He throws the ball too well right now. Yeah, he's gonna be very unstoppable. The foreseeable future. Uh what about the Colts? What do you think's gonna happen week six at Indianapolis?
1: Uh I think this is this is a potential game where we can win. Uh I don't think it's gonna happen, but I, I think we could. It's uh Philip Rivers' first year with the team, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of unknown there, especially with the preseason. But at this point, we are going to be what the uh, the sixth game into the season. So this this one would be hard. But I think um, if we're going to pull one out, this one would be another one where we could.
0: Yeah, I'm in disagreement. I think they're going to get stomped. I think it's going to be back-to-back weeks of annihilation. Uh, Phillip Rivers just always, he always seems even when we even the games we win, he always has a good game.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he ferrets throughout the year with uh with the receivers that the colts have right now i mean they don't have a, a huge array of weapons you know
0: next game uh, next game i think is that's our that's our first win i'm gonna lock it up
1: i think that's fully gonna depend on how well cleveland does up to this point
0: you know i want i want to say and we're gonna have to double check this i want to say that so we play cleveland twice a year obviously being in the same division i want to say 2018 was the first year that they didn't win the second game against Cleveland, uh, throughout, like, since like, I think like 2004, 2005, maybe, uh, it's, it's really weird. And that's, it's by the way, I guess I should have mentioned is that when we talked about Cleveland on the first game, if you ever notice, uh, if they lose to Cleveland early in the year, they usually don't have a good year. (laughs) 2007, they lost that shootout. I want to say they lost 2008 when Palmer got hurt. Uh, 2010 with uh T.O. Remember Peyton Hillis and he ran all over us. And I think I had like 140 yards. Um, but you can go down the line and look at bad years. And every, I think every time we've had a bad year, 2018, 2019, every time the Cleveland beats us in the first game, it ends up being a bad year. I don't know if that's like a psychological thing. Like, damn, we couldn't even beat the Cleveland Browns (laughs) and that kind of ruins their vibe. But, um, Yeah, they get – I mean, those are the – that's the easiest of our division opponents, and they get those out of the way before the bye. Right. So, I think that's a win.
1: I think Cleveland's going to sweep us. I think we're still not going to have a win up until now. Tennessee, I think they're going to beat us. Uh, They still have a really solid team.
0: I also agree. I think they're going to beat us. God, Derek Henry is just so good. I was watching highlights of him from the playoffs, and he's just like – it's it's like it's incredible that a human being of that size and that ability exists. You know. Yeah,
1: I uh, I haven't seen any reason to believe that he's gonna slow down this year. They still have a really good offensive line. Uh, as long as they can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, and they they re-signed Tannehill into like a billion dollars, which I I can't stand.
1: Well, about the Steelers, they're the next game. Oh yeah. And I think we're gonna lose.
0: That's gonna get. That's another stomping. They're not gonna beat the Steelers in like fifty years.
1: We're gonna get. Totally smashed, I think. Um, uh, I I think they're going to go after Burrow hard.
0: Oh, yeah. They always come with good blitz packages. They always seem to know how to get through our offensive line.
1: Yep. Uh, next, Washington. I think we could win this one. You think it's winnable? Yeah, I think it's winnable. Uh, their team is – they were pretty bad last year. I don't think, you know, Dwayne Haskins really has had much time to improve. Mm-hmm. I'm not too familiar with any of their uh, receivers, so – I can't speak too much on their weapons, but I do. I do think
0: having Chase Chase Young is going to help them a lot.
1: Yeah, that's the only piece I'm worried about is our offensive line going up against Chase Young, but
0: yeah, he might have he might end up having a couple sacks.
1: I think this is winnable.
0: I also I think it's winnable too. You you also have Alex Smith too. He's coming back from injury.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point. We don't know yeah. who's going to be playing us at that at, at that point in the year, depending on how. Haskins yeah. Plus, plays.
0: what's weird about so Alex Smith had that injury, which was like a mere. Of what Joe Th- Joe Theismann had back in the '80s. Uh, Joe Theismann retired after that, I think. I'm gonna have to look that up, but I think he retired after the game because that injury was so devastating. But Alex Smith, you know, took two years to recover, and I, I, he's cleared the play, so that's a good sign. But we don't know how that's gonna hold up.
1: Right. All right. Next is uh, Giants. I
0: think that's a winnable game too.
1: Think the Giants is a winnable game.
0: Well, it's at home. Yeah. Who's our quarterback, Daniel Jones? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay.
1: Daniel Jones
0: uh, they have, uh Saquon Barkley.
1: Saquon Barkley. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. That's all right. He he had a his his year wasn't that great last year, but um he's he's a dangerous player.
0: Yes. Cuz he's both good in the receiving and the pa- uh receiving and the running game.
1: Yep. Uh they also have Golden Tate um as a receiver. Uh I, I, he also didn't have the best of years last year, but and he's older. But I still think he's a pretty crafty receiver. Oh,
0: yeah. he's He reminds me a lot of Marvin Jones.
1: Yeah. So you think that's a win?
0: I think it's a win. They're at home. I think
1: that's going to be a win, too.
0: Yeah. Are we, are we like, dead even on our wins and losses?
1: Mm, no. You, uh, I said Washington and New York.
0: I said Washington, New York, and the second Cleveland game.
1: I don't think we're going to win the second Cleveland game.
0: No, that's right. You said they're going to get swept. Yeah. So you, uh, at, at this point, we're 12 games in, and you think we're going to have two wins, and I think they're going to have three. So yep. we're pretty on the nose. Then they got they go to Miami.
1: I think this will all depend on which quarterback is playing.
0: Actually, I disagree. I think it's a loss, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because Brian Fitzpatrick always kills us, so we're screwed there. And then rookie quarterbacks also kill us, so we're screwed with Tua. So either way, they have a quarterback that is like historically known to beat us.
1: I'm not sold on Tua being NFL ready. But uh, I think if it's Fitzpatrick, we're going to get destroyed.
0: Yeah, we should talk about that real quick though, because we had mentioned like one of our earlier podcasts that so, like had things gone different, we probably would have taken first to a first overall uh because of factors, you know, that he was coming in the last college football season. People were saying he was the clear cut best quarterback before the injury, and then Joe Burrow had a great uh end of the year statistically, and then they ended up taking him first overall. Tua Tua didn't even they say that he uh, didn't have a good camp, and he wasn't learning the plays as well. I and mean, he got beat out by Ryan Fitzpatrick, ninety five year old Ryan Fitzpatrick, well, he was collecting social security checks.
1: Tua didn't even pass the physical until July. I mean, that's really late in the process, really? you know.
0: That is super late.
1: Um, and he didn't play a full season last year. Uh, I think if he had played a full season, wasn't injured, I think he would have been. Yeah, I think we would have we would have drafted him, and I think he would have been ready, but. Just all these factors, I think, are holding him back. And I think at some point in this season, he's gonna take over Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, has Fitzpatrick ever yeah. played a full season?
0: That's a very good question. I think he's um, had.
1: He's probably had a few, but I mean,
0: I know. I want to say he's had at least one.
1: Yeah, so he's had two full seasons at Buffalo and one uh, with the Jets. And the Jets was his best year,
0: by far. Yeah, thirty-one, thirty-one touchdowns is a lot.
1: I not know he had two full seasons at Buffalo. I mean he didn't really play well over there, but
0: That's that's very forgettable.
1: He's uh he's God. he's a he's a weird quarterback. He's played for a lot of teams, he's constantly relevant.
0: It's like he's got that cycle have you seen that picture? It's like the cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: He went to Harvard.
0: And well no, not that, but like his like career cycle where it's like uh like okay, uh sign as a backup, backup gets hurt, comes in, starts, big contract, falls off, gets cut then goes back to the top signs as a backup backup or get hurt comes in does well it's like he keeps doing that over and over again
1: yeah he never could never really find a home but I, I see why he's a decent fill-in quarterback I mean
0: he's a great backup
1: yeah
0: bet he backed us up for a couple of years
1: he did yep so we're both saying loss for that one
0: it is a loss
1: uh, Dallas yeah.
0: old Andy Dalton comes back to town.
1: <laughs> Andy Dalton will not be playing, but
0: I would love it. If he would start it again, I would love, I would more love more than anything else. If Andy Dalton was starting when he came back and winning and leading their team to the playoffs, I would love nothing more.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen, but they are going to beat us. Oh
0: yeah. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They're going to, they're going to kill us. Now it's outside of like a coronavirus shutdown again. <laughs> that's pretty late in the year. They're They're just going to kill us and i would say the same with next week with the pittsburgh steelers they we're going to get killed at home
1: yeah i don't have much hope for for this uh, honestly any of the the in conference games but
0: i i think they're going to lose the last 5 cuz then they got texans which i think i hate more than life itself <laughs> and then they got baltimore which you know
1: hey baltimore might be way up on the season and they might start you know start their backups
0: that's very true. but I, I think in a weird scenario, Baltimore, the last game of the year is winnable for non-football related reasons because, like you just said, they're, they're resting starters. Um, although although they did kind of change the, the format of the playoffs so only the number one seed gets the bye. Yep. So it's very possible. They, they could be playing a meanif- meaningful game in week 17.
1: That's a good point.
0: But, I mean, if they already have it locked up, I don't see any reason they wouldn't. I think I think as much as I dislike playing against Lamar Jackson because he tortures us every time, he is just so good. Um, dual threat, he's good at running the ball. He's, he, he improved a lot on his passing. His passing wasn't very good his rookie year. But he really turned it around last year.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be a team to beat this year.
0: Yeah, they're going to be a nice little punching bag for the NFL for uh, 2016, but or 2020. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing they take another year and get beat because that means higher draft picks. That takes means in theory more quality players that they can potentially get to kind of build around Joe Burrow. Yep, and I, and I think that they're. My, I've I've enjoyed Mike Brown a lot more the last year and a half than I have ever before because usually he's just like doesn't want to spend money in free agency he doesn't want to do this doesn't want to do that
1: well I don't think he's the decision maker anymore
0: probably not but um e- either way pro- yeah you're probably right that bringing in Zach Taylor probably has a lot more control than Marvin Lewis probably did in terms of like team building and management but we'll see how that goes yeah um no, it don't look it don't look too optimistic from a record standpoint. I don't think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very good. But
1: that's okay, first year.
0: Yeah, it is okay, first year rookie quarterback. Uh, I think it's gonna be very easy for us us as Bengals fans to talk about and compare Joe Burrow to Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton because there's just so many similar things that are going on um, that you can easily look back to. Uh, to either of their first years. Uh, Carson Palmer, we'll talk about his, like, we'll, we'll use his rookie year 2004 because he didn't play the first year. But, they you know, it's a similar situation to Andy Dalton because they brought him in uh, with the second, second round pick and then they had a wide receiver. This year, kind of the inverse, take Joe Burrow number one, T. Higgins number 33, that kind of, like, that same A.J. Green, Andy Dalton connection of bringing them two in at the same time. Right. Uh, very, It's a very familiar thing. Uh, uh, their numbers are 9 and 85, which are the same as Carson Palmer <laughs> and Chad Johnson or Ocho Cinco, depending on what you want to call him.
1: I think he's still legally Ocho Cinco.
0: Probably. I don't know why he did that. That was so stupid. But either way. Uh, you've got that similar kind of style. I've seen a lot of like social media posts talk about oh, it's back to nine to eighty five kind of a similar situation with Danny Dalton too, in terms of like overall roster makeup. Cause they that roster from two thousand eleven or from two thousand ten to two thousand eleven there was a lot of overhaul in terms of like the free or they brought in some free agents and uh, the players they drafted and who they kept and you know, obviously they let they traded Chad Johnson and Carson Palmer they didn't resign t o uh, all these moves, very high roster turnover. We're kind of seeing the same thing because they let go of – let a, a lot of players walk from the prior. Uh, Dalton and Eifert are gone, but they're bringing in a whole bunch of new. Uh, it's going to be so – I think it's just going to be so easy to compare uh, from Dalton's first year. And, you know, Joe Burrow might be a good quarterback. We think he's going to be a good quarterback. this his first year. I don't have any faith in their, in their like, offensive scheme and play calling. Uh, I didn't see much of anything in terms of good quality last year. So I don't expect to see that this year.
1: Right. But, again, this is all before the season starts, before we've seen a single game. Um, without, before we've seen a single snap. Without the preseason, it's really hard to have a – to really gauge where we're going to be. So yeah. I think after the first game, our, our predictions are going to change a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think it would be nice maybe – We'll probably look back at it, at the buy, and kind of reassess where we think we're going to be. Because if they come out the gates firing and they start winning, our our entire projections are all wrong.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I, I think it's going to be kind of unfair to Burrow in terms of like when we talk about comparisons because I don't think he the, the team is as talented as the 2011 team was. So if they don't win it's gonna say you know well Andy Dalton his first year he did this or Carson Palmer did this no it, it' it's like it's like similar but different it's very odd
1: yeah I think we're just gonna have to see and I think people are just gonna need to rein in their expectations
0: it'll be good to reassess yeah right around the corner coming up on Sunday
1: first game
0: first game it's four o'clock game four o'clock first kick kickoff.
1: It's a four o'clock game.
0: It's a four o'clock game, yeah. And they have two preseason games this year. I guess we didn't talk about that during the with the schedule. They have the Thursday night game, which they, I thought it was weird they didn't have a Thursday night game last year. So I thought every team was supposed to have one.
1: We were too terrible.
0: I I guess I guess a six-win team isn't good enough to warrant a Thursday night game, but a two-win team is. And eh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other comments you want to make before I start talking about? The injuries? No. Any possible future injuries? Okay, one thing I want to talk about real quick is, so, as we all know, if you're unaware, there's been a global pandemic in terms of, like, this coronavirus that everybody keeps talking about. And a lot of things have been different for everybody, obviously. But then, like, from, like, a football standpoint, we didn't have an entire preseason. Camp was changed. They're doing a whole bunch of different things. Uh, if, if you remember in uh, – 2011 they had the cba uh negotiations and there was a lockout for a little bit and players didn't have the opportunity to go and practice at the facilities and prep for next year and injuries went up uh, especially like the more devastating ones like acl injuries and achilles injuries do you think with a similar situation of players not being able to practice and prepare in the offseason are we going to see an uptick in uh, injuries this year
1: I don't think we're going to have as big of a problem with injuries since the teams have been able to practice together and we've had the full training staff with the players. I think the area we're going to see problems with is uh, stamina and being able to play Mm. throughout the whole game. Um, Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, winded players. It's hard to get game, game speed ready without playing games
0: right i agree as well i think mean, i personally think injuries might tick up a little bit but i think you're right seeing the uh stamina and uh overall full game ability is going to definitely be altered other than that i don't got anything else to talk about you got anything else you want to speak on
1: i think that's all for now i'm just ready to watch some football
0: yeah i'm getting excited for once uh it'll be fun it'll be fun to watch some football again Uh, I think that covers today's episode. Thank you very much. You guys have a good rest of your day.